Hello, welcome to Reading with My Daughter. I'm Lucy. And I'm Dustin Faber, her father. Today we are podcasting Judy Bloom, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, writ- published in 1972. What episode number is this? Uh, nine. Yeah, it's good to be back podcasting with you. Yep. Oh, um, so I'll just get right out uh, and just say it. Uh, this book had a really crappy ending for you. Crap. Like, you hated the ending of this book. I hated it. I Tell hated us it. what what was going through your mind when I was reading that book. Um, uh, it was when the fudge ate a turtle. I'm not kidding. Like he actually, he legit ate the turtle. Whose turtle was it? It, it was Peter's turtle named so, Dribble. So, like, what was going through your head when Peter was asking Fudge? I was... Did you think that he was actually at ate the turtle? Um, I thought he, like, when it first said, when he was smiling, I said, I it's in my tummy. I thought he had shoved the, uh, up his shirt and he was just crawling around right there. Oh, yeah. We read this book out loud. When I was in fourth grade in our class, and I could not believe that that kid ate the turtle. I thought that was unbelievably messed up. The turtle must have been pretty small, but on the cover here, we have a decent amount, decent sized turtle that nobody could eat. Yeah, the turtle on the cover is really big. Um, Where (laughs) we read a copy of. Tales of a fourth grade nothing. It has like a cover, but it's like a pictures of like some real kids. This is from like October of ninety one. Yeah, and when this was published. Fudge, it still has pictures in it. Yeah. Um, the fudge. fudge is like six on the cover. But I've noticed that a lot of these books, when they're republished in like the late eighties through like the early nineties, it seemed like it was the big trend to have like photorealistic pictures of the kids on the front. Those are my favorite Beverly Cleary books are the ones with the photorealistic kids on there. But yeah, so like I think I can tell everybody like that made you cry last night when we yeah, were I was reading think- this. I recently got a pet dragon for What's my birthday. Name? Lieutenant Shredder. He's actually a bearded dragon type of lizard, but it's more fun to call him a- call him a dragon. And I imagined if my little, my annoying little sister Zelda ate him, <laughs> and it made me very, very sad. Well, thankfully, your dragon is a bit too big for her to try to eat. A bit. So. It's way too big for her to eat. Yeah, thankfully. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that. I don't know when I I remember reading the book and feeling like very angry at this kid. Yeah, this I don't kid. like this part because. They didn't do anything to him when he ate Peter's turtle, but yeah. when he messes up Peter's poster, they spank him. Yeah. It should be the other way around. They were so worried that he was going to get sick and, and get really hurt that their parents were just very relieved. I guess if your sister ate your pet, but Would we you? didn't know if she was going to be sick or not, we probably wouldn't punish her like right then and there. Maybe, like, later on, when she got home from the hospital, we would mm. say, okay, now, because you ate Sissy's pet, you don't get to you don't get to have your tablet for a while, or something like that. But And maybe, maybe when the book was over with, maybe they punished Fudge 
then. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but this is the second Judy Bloom book we've read, and also I think maybe the third or fourth book from 1972. That um... <laughs> Feels like ni- 90s. Yeah, and then also when we get around to reading Watership Down at some point, which we will, uh, that book came out in 1972. So there, we're just like, we should just call this podcast the 1972 book podcast or something. Yeah, we should. We're kind of stuck on it. So since we've already done a, um, since we've already done a segment on toys that came out in 1972, that seems like it would just be, um, a bit repetitive if we did again. Uh, let's look at a few. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on a few pop culture highlights from 1972. Uh, we're pulling up an article from HuffPost uh, that uh, features this. So if you want to read along, just search Huffington Post 1972 and it'll be there. Um, it says that maxi dresses, mini skirts, knee socks, and patterns happened in a big way. And it's a black and white picture of people wearing uh maxi dresses and mini skirts would you wear anything like that mm. what about that dress that's like mm. all the way down to her ankles i might wear it to like church but no your mom just yelled from the other room that she likes maxi dresses oh so you would wear that um, what about knee socks what about socks that go all the way up to your knees maybe when i'm like maybe if i were to play like a sport i might wear them you know i wear socks that almost go to my knees yeah whenever i wear your socks they go all the way to my thigh. <laughs> yeah, almost. Uh, how do you feel about Daddy wearing his socks really long like that? Is it embarrassing? No, it's not embarrassing. Do I ever wear anything that embarrasses you? No, not really. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're not a boring teenager yet, so... When you're a boring teenager, you'll be embarrassed by everything I do. I won't. You'll be like, oh, Dad. Be like, I don't want to listen to Hamilton anymore. Just because I listen to him. Who would do that? I, a boring teenager, that's why. I won't be one. Um, also, in 1972, um, Pong became the first commercially successful video game. Look at that. Pong. Do you, Would you play Pong? Mm, I don't know. What game do you play? What's like your game that you're really good at? You know it. Quick. Well, they don't know it. The people listening don't know it. Tell people why you like kicks so much. Um, or quicks. Kicks, quicks, same. Uh, I don't know. It's part of the fact that it's fun, and I'm, like, really good at it. So it kind of does good things about that. So do you think anybody listening could beat your score? Heck no. (laughs) Now, you've told me for a year that you're going to beat my high score, but you still haven't done it yet, though. Look, I make lots of high scores, Every time I play. That was a lucky one. Like, oh. you've only gotten, like, that was your highest score. Mm. Like, every, you get one every once in a while. I get a high score almost every time I play. Well, maybe you'll have your own Kicks Arcade machine in your room, and then yep. you, can, you can perfect it uh, someday. And finally, the other uh, 1972 milestone that I wanted to ask you about was um, The Rock. The Rock was Dwayne born. The Rock Johnson. May second, nineteen seventy-two. And what is your favorite movie with The Rock in it? Um, is it Central Intelligence or Moana? It's Central Intelligence. You like Central Intelligence more than Moana? Yes. I thought you liked Moana more than Central no, Intelligence. No, 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 guy. No. I still don't know how I end up letting you watch Central Intelligence. 
I feel like that might have been a bad parenting move of mine. Ah, that was the greatest parent move of all. <laughs> they say some bad words in that movie. And there's yeah, something so... that's kind of gross in that movie, too. Oh, they show they show the throat, throat and it's so satisfying. Would it tell people why it's so... Tell people why it's so satisfying. What happens in this scene? Because he rips out the guy's throat. Who rips out the guy's throat? Um, Bob Stone. The Rock. The Rock rips out the guy's throat named Phil. And and when he's like in high school. And when he's like in high school, his name is Robbie Weird Ick. You can say his name. Weird Ick. Yeah. I'm trying to separate it so it... Feels like it's not a good. I'm trying to get you bad to talk into the microphone. I am talking in the microphone. Editing, I do editing work on that whenever you no, don't I, talk in the microphone. No, you don't. I do too. I have to like go through and like make your volume a little higher because yeah. you're not speaking into the microphone. I, I speak know. just fine. One of the things in a few months, uh, we'll have a new podcasting studio where we can actually look at each other and talk into a microphone because right now, if we want to make eye contact with each other. Um, and yeah. we're not careful, we end up talking out the side of our mouth into the We microphone. have to do this. Yeah. So like Get behind it and then look. Yeah, it's not an ideal uh, setup right now, but it's all we got. So yep. leave me alone, please. Uh, <laughs> so you ended up liking that movie a lot, Central Intelligence. Yep. Is it your second favorite movie, third favorite movie? Where does it rank? Second. Second? So it's better than King Kong? Yes. I didn't think you were ever going to like a movie more than King Kong, except for... Um, that wrong. Showman. Greatest Showman. You like Greatest Showman better than Central Intelligence? Yeah. What if they sang in Central Intelligence? Mm, maybe it'd be my third. Oh, okay. Well, just thought I would ask. So that's some stuff that happened in 1972. And uh, before we continue talking... Wait, what? I just want to say this. Okay. Imagine Dwayne the Rock Johnson as a baby. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> well, I'm sure he was a cute baby. Yep. Um, before we talk more about Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, let's. Uh, Lucy is going to read a short passage. This is from mm. chapter five. Yeah, that's right. Chapter five, the birthday bag. And he ha- and Fudge has all his friends come over. Yeah, and none of the parents stuck around to help chaperone, which I thought was like madness. Why would you not have at least one other parent there? Wait, was his grandma there? Yeah, his, okay. his grandma was so there. So it's the mom and the grandma and the Peter and Peter, the main character, and there's like three or four little kids there. I still think one of the kids' parents should have... Uh, stayed but you know that's just me um all right so take it away lucy i make tinkles too want to see jenny asked no i said see see fudge laughed pointing at jenny jenny had a big smile on her face next thing i knew there was a big puddle on the rug mom i hollered come quick my mother dashed into the kitchen what, Peter? What is it? Just look what Jenny did! I said, What is that? My mother asked, I in the puddle. She made on the floor, I said, and on purpose! Oh, Jenny! My mother said, You didn't! Did too! Jenny said, That was very naughty, my mother told her. You come with me. She scooped up Jenny and carried her into the bathroom. After 
After that, Mom, Mom mopped up the puddle. Finally, the door, doorbell rang. It was 2.30. The party was over. I could hardly believe it. I was beginning to think it would never end. End. Good job reading. Proud of your reading skills, by the way. I can tell that you've gotten a little bit better at reading things out loud since we first started the podcast. Good job on that. I do really good in my head. Okay, all right. Let's have a little humility there, please. Um, so I know that the ending of the book, you you hated it, and yeah, I I asked a lot of the friend, uh, my Judy Bloom uh, fan friends, um, about that, and they all said that. That really traumatized them too. What's so traumatized? Like, mean? kind of scarred them, like shook them up, made them scared. Uh-huh. You know. So you're not the only one who was really, really sad about what happened to Dribble. Somebody said maybe you could donate some money um, to like a uh, an operation that rescues turtles in Dribble's name. Mm-hmm. So there's people that help, like maybe sea turtles get from the beach where the eggs hatch to the water you could donate. yeah because they're attracted to light and if there is like a carnival nearby they yeah. might go the wrong way but they said it was uh, jody who is one of the hosts of the uh, bloom saloon she said you could make a donation in dribble's name to one of those uh one of those groups or something i thought that was pretty cute but um what what parts of this book did you like the best uh i liked the part where where this one part they were making a poster for their teacher and she asked all right we're gonna look make this look like it it was a team project who is she uh sheila sheila oh okay Uh, sheila the great yes and so they both looked at each other and then they looked at sheila because she had the best handwriting I just thought that was funny. Do you have better handwriting than the boys in your class? No. No? I always write like I'm running out of time. Who has the best handwriting in your class? I don't really know. You don't know? No, okay. Um, Whose side were you on when Peter, Sheila, and Jimmy got into the argument about their poster for people following along? Um, Sheila did the report... And on the title page, she put down that she was the one who rewrote everything for the report. Mm, I didn't. I thought it would be decent if she did that, but I thought I was on their side because it was a group project and they might get in trouble. Yeah. If she, th- if they think they just did the report. Gotcha. Also, we read these books backwards, too. We read, otherwise, Sheila the Great first in Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. What did you think of Sheila in this book compared to Sheila in her own book? I think they're the same. They're both both a bossy kid who pretends they're they're good at everything and stuff, and and she's mean. Like, she took their rock at the park. (laughs) She knows they always sit there, and they took it. And she well, took it. Their name wasn't on that rock, was it? Yeah, but like, you know, like if you always loved that one swing because it had 
nuts. It had nothing, and you always wanted to swing on that swing. And someone always was watching you swing on that swing, and they just were mean and took it. And they made you ride on one of the other swings. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you have a point there. But um, which book did you like better, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing or um, otherwise known as Sheila the Great? Mm, Tales. Really? Yeah. I thought you would have picked Sheila because there wasn't anything that was like really, really sad at the end. Mm. Mm. Well, I think it was a... I don't really know, actually, because I did like the part with... What was his name? Who? Uh, the swim teacher. Oh, Marty? Yeah, I really liked Marty, but I liked it because he was it was almost the same. Like, he is a nosy little brother who gets into trouble, and I have a nosy little sister. Oh, so you can kind and of I, identify with Yeah, but what she like, don't really. You, didn't have, you don't have an older sister that no. drives you nuts. Okay, I ended up liking, I liked Sheila better than um, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. But I think that's because I liked reading, uh, when I was a kid, a lot of my favorite books were written from a girl's perspective. I felt like I was learning secrets about girls when I read books like that. <laughs> like Ellen Tebbets. I loved Ellen Tebbets. Mm-hmm. And I loved the Ramona books by Beverly Cleary. Um so yeah, so I uh, I still like Sheila better, but I agree with you. She was a very annoying character in Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, because she was supposed to be watching Fudge. She begged Peter's mom to let her watch Fudge while Peter's mom had to run an errand at the park, and Fudge ends up jumping off the jungle gym and busting his teeth, and Sheila's all like crying about it and everything. Like oh, I didn't. Too. I'm so sorry. And she, but the mom gets on to Peter because she didn't want to blame she, Sheila and she didn't want to blame herself, so she just blames Peter. Yeah, I don't know why she never got cross with Sheila in that book. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, what would weird. you have done if you were Peter's mom in that in that part? I would have um, told Sheila's mom to not have her watch a kid, and I'd be very mad at Sheila. I think um, her mom probably didn't, I think the mom probably didn't get mad at Sheila, at least from my perspective, because she put nine-year-old children in charge of a three-year-old. Like, she but she got, shouldn't have done that. But she got mad at um, Peter. I yeah. don't understand that. Well, she was mad at herself, and she just needed to vent. To blame. So she blame. took it out on him. Yep. Because she even apologized for that. Yeah. I like Peter's mom in this book. She's... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird reading these books as a parent now because I read these books when they were the parents and I didn't know anything about being a parent. And now I can kind of see things from their perspective a little Relate. bit. So do you want to read other books, other books in the Fudge series? Mm. There's three other ones. Yeah. There's Fudge-a-mania, there's Super Fudge, and then there's Double Fudge, which that- I never read Double Fudge because... It came out when I was in high school. And remember what I told you about uh, me in high school? You were a boring teenager. I was a boring teenager, yes. So and He didn't even want to watch kid move, Disney movies because yes. he thought they were for little kids. There was like a three-year period in high school where it was like, and I think a lot of kids go through, it's like, oh, that's for babies, blah, blah, blah. Also, I just didn't know that that book came out. Oh. So, 
So that's not just me being a boring teenager. I legit did not know that Double Fudge was published. I thought it was just Super Fudge and Fudgemania and Tails and Sheila. So maybe we'll have to read Double Fudge at some point. Fudge is, like apparently in that book, Friday. Fudge is like makes his own money or something like that. How does Fudge make money? Like he, he makes like paper money or something like that. They're called uh, like Fudge Bucks or something like fudge that. Bucks. And like Jimmy moves away and stuff. It just Jimmy sounds very Fargo? Sad. Yeah. So I don't know. Do we, what kind of book should we read next? Uh, the one that came out next. Oh, do you do you want to stick with Judy Bloom for our next episode, or should we do? Well, we have another book we're doing for the next episode. Uh, yeah, but so that'll be a while. So that gives us enough time to read uh, some other stuff before um, before the next episode. I don't know. Do you want to read something that's serious or that's lighthearted and funny? Is the next book in the series lighthearted? All the fun? Judy Bloom uh, fudge books are kind of yeah. lighthearted, just like this okay. one. Okay. So you want to read something that's kind of funny yeah. or not sad? Okay. I like funny books. And I, I did tell you that don't worry, nothing bad happens to Peter's dog Turtle in any of the books. Nope. Nobody eats Turtle. That would be a weird book, by the way. Fudge eats like a whole dog or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think Fudge, Peter and Fudge, when they're grown-ups, do you think they get along, or do you think they still argue? Mm, I think they still argue, like, not, like, too serious as when mm. they're kids, but they still, like, roll their eyes at each other and have arguments. Do you think if one of them was, like, a serious one and one was, like, a crazy one, would Peter be the one who was serious all the time? Mm. And Fudge be the one who's, like, silly and stuff? Or I don't what? really know. It's hard to tell when Fudge is, like, so little. See, I imagine Peter being, like, a married guy. He's got one or two kids, and Fudge is, like, the goofy uncle who shows up and drives Peter nuts. Yeah. Fudge isn't married to anybody. Maybe Fudge marries Sheila. Oh, that'd be the worst book ever. There's a book where Fudge does want to marry Sheila. Really? Yep. Peter's worst enemy, which I think Peter and Sheila, maybe they go on a date or two when they're... Oh, whoops. Why do you always think enemies go on dates? Because they're little kids when they're enemies. One of my friends said that um, maybe that they don't go on dates, but in middle school they become like regular friends. Mm. Like you and your friend Logan. Mm. So, well, that was um, that was Tales of a Fourth Logan. Grade Nothing. Logan's a boy, by the way. Yeah, I think most people probably knew yeah, that. But I, Based I saw, on context clues, most saw, people knew that. I saw a commercial where a girl was using an ABC mouse and her name was Logan. Yeah. So we've got some, uh, so hopefully we'll get some episodes. and You'll be gone at my sister's house this summer, so we'll try to have a bunch of episodes in the can in so that we can. don't miss out. And we're we're so sorry for missing a few months of episodes. but um, Very sorry. We'll, we'll get things figured out, though. With yep. This, that's for sure. Uh, Lucy, anything else you want to tell people? Coconuts have water in them. Okay, you've heard that here first, folks. We're breaking news left and right about the world of biology. Coconuts have water in them. Um, <laughs> you can email us uh, rwmdpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, what are you pointing at? The pause button. Oh, you want me to pause it? Yeah. Okay.
and none of you will ever know what we just talked about. Um, anyways, uh, I'm Lucy's dad, Dustin. And I'm the daughter, Lucy. You're Lucy's dad's daughter's dad, something like that. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye.